Good day, everyone. You're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 94. The stage is all yours. I'm your host, Alex, and today I have the honor to have Ali as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, Ali and I met through a competition that was held by Castbox. Shout out to Castbox. And then we, Shout were, out. <laughs> we were both the winners, and we just started talking and connecting, and then we realized we're both Canadian podcasters. So we gave each other a virtual high five, and now I have her on my podcast. <laughs> I know. It's so exciting. Oh my gosh. It's so crazy that when we both won that, I'm like, oh, that's so cool. And you reached out, which was amazing. Like we're pretty new uh, to the podcasting scene. And it was like the coolest thing having another podcaster reach out. So it's so nice to <laughs> actually talk to you. <laughs> I want to say face to face, but we're actually quite far away from each other. <laughs> but we're close at heart. We're Canadian. That's uh, th <laughs> we're all that's neighbors. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we're all neighbors here. <laughs> now, speaking about my neighbor, before we jump into the topic of today, who is Ali? Oh, that is a big question. <laughs> uh, it should take no time at all. Uh, I am a student. I am a educator. And I also write a bit on the side. I'm currently working on my creative writing degree at KPU. And yeah, hopefully a teaching degree after that. We'll see in the works. I also have kind of come into the hobby of dance and burlesque dancing on the side. Mm -hmm. I cannot wait to get into that conversation. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> so it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so before we do that, I'm sure people would love to know where they can find you. Do you have any social media links or websites or... I don't know, maybe a podcast that you'd like to share? Oh, well, I'm so happy you mentioned that. <laughs> um, we do have a podcast, me, uh, myself, and my really good friend, Tori and Cam. We have a podcast called I Like Your Dress. You can find us on any platform. Give us a listen. Give us a like. I also have my own social media, uh, Allie.ish. I put a lot of my writing out there as well, if you want to take a look at that. That's perfect. I'll put that in the description below so people can go check that out and go show some love and support because once again, they have amazing energy and they're just awesome people. Oh, thanks, Alex. That's so nice. <laughs> now for the topic of the day, burlesque. Now, some people might know, sorry, some people might know what it is, but some other people might not know what it is. So for those who don't know what burlesque is, do you mind giving a definition? Yeah, sure. Um, so what it is, is an expressive form of femme identity. I think that could be like the best way to describe that. What I personally love about it is the community of women that just gather around and dance to express themselves. And it can sometimes be in things such as like lingerie, but it could also be like just like a comedy dance. Like it, there's the best way to describe it is there's actually so many different types of it and genres connecting to it, which I love about it. It's a hard question. <laughs> <laughs> it's this big bubble. <laughs> I hope the other questions I ask are not as hard. Uh, they're just easy flowing, but uh, we never know, right? I'm a guy who asks a lot of questions. <laughs> I do. I like it. It keeps me on my toes. <laughs> well, speaking about staying on your toes and dancing, how did you get introduced to burlesque? Um, so I moved out of my my place in Vancouver and moved into a suite in Richmond. And I was trying to make some new friends in the community. And one of the ways I was trying to like branch out, I'm like, I really want to get into dance. I used to figure skate um, when I was in high school. And, you know, once you get into your studies and you have, you kind of grow up and grow out of your old, your old hobbies, you kind of want to find a, like a middle ground to connect now that you're an adult. And a girlfriend of mine told me that uh, she started doing like this burlesque uh, dance out in Vancouver called Vancouver Burlesque Co. 
And I was so intrigued by it. I went and took a class with them. It was an introduction class. And through that, I had met so many wonderful women and so many amazing people. And it's honestly, the community is what really brought me in. And they're a a great group of women. And it's just a really good supportive system. And especially when you're, I I have a very busy life and it's, I almost have a lot of, um, I have a lot of faces to my life. Um, I, I work at a school and so I have my, you know, my education hat on. And then I also, um, have a podcast. So my friend and I have like our, our business caps on, and I'm also a full-time student. So with so many chaotic things happening in my life, it's so nice to go to a place where you almost have like a, a, we call it like we have our muggle selves and then we have our wizarding selves. (laughs) Um, that's, (laughs) it's a term in uh, burlesque. We have our muggle name and then we have our burlesque name, which is like our pseudo um, personality, which is kind of cool. You become a totally different person. Okay. So I have to ask, what is your burlesque name? That my friend is a secret. (gasps) Okay. So (gasps) I know (laughs) there's no way we'll be able to figure this out. So it's okay. This is, you know what? You're allowed to keep your own secrets. We don't have to share everything on this podcast. (laughs) And I think that's, I think that's the nice thing about it though, is you can choose whether to keep your, your dance name secret or public to the community. And I think that's the kind of nice thing about it is that you have this place where it's very safe and you can express yourself and express your body, but also have the choice to leave it private away from every other part of your life as well. Yeah. You know what? I, you, I completely agree with you. Like for this podcast, nobody knows my last mm-hmm. name. My, my last name by this podcast is just Alex Hobby. That's that's not my Ooh. real last name, but you know, yeah. you don't need to know my last name to enjoy this podcast. So I, I, I get exactly. you. I get you. <laughs> you kind of want to, if if it makes sense, you kind of want to have compartments to your life so you can fully express and let every outlet of yourself be fulfilled. If that makes sense. No, no, absolutely. And does. I, and I don't want my like. I don't like to have my. Um, my teacher aspect of my life involved in my podcast part of my life. So you never have me talking about work in my podcast. And I never talk about work at my dance. And I never talk about my podcast at my dance. Like, they're all very separate. And I kind of enjoy that because it keeps the chaos organized in many ways, but also lets me explore the things that I love the most and sharing it with other people. This is how we're connecting right now because I, I completely agree with you. You know, everybody has different hats. You can just change your hat, boom, yeah. and that's good. Uh, now back to the actual burlesque aspect. Did you actually take the time to learn more about the history of it? I did. I had the amazing opportunity of joining, uh, the screaming chickens burlesque. Um, they're kind of tied together with the Vancouver burlesque co. And I, we took, I took a workshop with them and it was like a three months extensive program about just learning about burlesque. And we learned a lot about, uh, movements, but also the legends and winners from like the burlesque hall of fame. There was just so many interesting women that I had never even, like everyone has heard of, uh, Dita Von Tess, like that's probably one of like the most iconic burlesquers in the world. But outside of that, there are so many other amazing and talented women that have um, showcased themselves and put on a show. Actually, would you like a fun fact, Alex? Uh, Of course. I love fun facts. Yeah, hit me. Did you know Phyllis from The Office? 
Are you familiar with that show? Love it. Watch it only, you okay, know, a couple great. dozen times. Excellent. The only reason why I asked is because I was talking to somebody else about this the other day and they didn't know who, like what The Office was. And I'm like, oh, well, okay. So Phyllis from The Office used to be a burlesque dancer. You know what? I'm not surprised because I remember there's one episode, a Halloween episode, she had, she dressed up in a very like extravagant outfit. I'm like, oh, that kind of looks like burlesque. Uh-huh. And if you look closely on her desk on the, in the first season, she has a picture of herself and she's like covered in feathers and on stage. The thing about her is the history with burlesque is she never used pasties. So it was all just more of like the burlesque, like what you see in the movie, which is totally fine too. There's a, a umbrella term of burlesque. Mm-hmm. There's some people that use pasties and some people that there's no stripping at all, which is like the the kind that I mostly prefer. But I also know a lot of other people in the community. So it's it's super cool. There's a bunch of things that you can try out with it. That's awesome. I did not know that about uh, Phyllis. And apparently also, you want to hear a fun fact about Phyllis? <laughs> I do want to hear a fun fact about Phyllis. Apparently, she was. I think she was a writer for the show and she wasn't actually supposed to be an actor in the show she was like just a template <gasps> and then they, they just loved her and then they added her into the show that is so amazing <laughs> she's actually i know i i have a lot of love for phil she's like one of my favorite characters she's just so lovely but also like kind of sassy oh yeah I, I love that it's so great and especially like towards like the the end of the series you kind of see her almost like being like a very promiscuous <laughs> oh, uh, yes. individual and i and i kind of i that's so rock and roll to me I fucking love that. I, oh, I, I'm sorry. Can we, yeah, you can, can swear. We swear. You can this? swear. We, we can swear. Oh, okay. It's all good. It's your show. You okay. can do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this just turned into uh, the Office uh, podcast, and uh, oh, it, I'm no, no. ready, Alex. Let's do this. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I remember Phyllis really quick. Phyllis has one part. She's like, I like kidding on men on the bars and having Bob Vance beat them up. <laughs> I know. She's like a badass. Like she is a gem. She's a gem, and I love her. <laughs> Shout out to Phyllis if you're listening. You know, uh, Ali oh my god, and I, please uh, be listening. <laughs> yes, please. But, but uh, if Phyllis is listening, I'm sure she would love to learn more about your burlesque nisk. I, I don't would know if be... that's where you know term, but <laughs> let's use it. Burlesque nisk. <laughs> I love it. Let's roll with it. So, for you, what type of music do you prefer to do your burlesque to? Oh, I love this question. Um, my First solo, I I did a song, I Wish You Were Gay by Billie Eilish. And I like it because it's so, it's just super feminine and just super bubbly. It's something actually you wouldn't really pin Billie Eilish to singing. But I think that's what I like about it so much. It's so unexpected. And for this particular solo I did, I was in all pink and it was just super frilly. And something I love about the kind of music that you pick with the performance you're going to do is you kind of get to challenge your persona a little bit because when you pick your name and you kind of pick a personality to the dance that you're going to do. So with this one, it was super feminine, pink feathers, very like angsty teen thinking about love and writing in her journal kind of vibe. And that's kind of what I did with that piece. Another one that I really like to do. I really, when I'm dancing, um, I'm working on this other uh, solo. Hopefully I'm showcasing this soon. I'm going back to the like retro style, like a lot of Billie Holiday. Not cool. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. So definitely a lot of the classics, but the best thing about, I think burlesque now is we're exposed to so many, like a neo style burlesque where you can actually incorporate like a lot of like more like popular music that a lot of people nowadays listen to, which I think is great. You can kind of pick your own style and where you want to go with it. That's so cool. I love like how flexible it is and how you could just take different paths and try different things. Yeah. 
And actually, <laughs> on that note, how often would you step out of your comfort zone to try a new performance, like a new type of music? Like you're not necessarily comfortable, but you're like, you know what? I want to give it a try. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I talk to a lot of people that do... Um, one of my close burlesquers, you can find her on Instagram, Victoria Court. Uh, she has this amazing comedic piece that she does where she's a top like model and uh, she's like on the runway and she's like waving and she didn't win like the pageantry. And then she's like upset and like fake <laughs> crying on stage and then she's like stripping in anger. And it's so amazing. And what I love about her piece, in it's just she's not afraid to be comedic with it. And she takes that risk of, you know, what you normally see in burlesque, which is very like sexy, very seductive. But she's just like, no, this is going to be hilarious. <laughs> and it is such a hit. Like she's performing at the, the Vancouver Burlesque Festival in Vancouver, I think next month. So it's a it's a huge accomplishment. And it's it's so cool to see. And I would love to test that because I feel like what I normally do in my pieces is I'm very kind of similar to what I said earlier. Like my solos are very like really girly and really femme, but I really would love to try to, I don't know. I would love to do something comedic. I think that would be really amazing. <laughs> Man, that'd be so cool to watch. And you, so yeah. you spoke about uh, your solo performances. Do you prefer doing it solo or do you like having, let's say a team or group or just another partner? Mm -hmm. um, I have been involved. I have been very fortunate in being involved into two group numbers. My first was the first year I actually did burlesque. We were a bunch of flight attendants and it was very like Oh, I, I love this piece so much. It was super vintage and we danced to, oh, I can't remember what song we danced to. Oh, that's going to drive me crazy. <laughs> but it was, it was like very like Pan Am 60s flight attendants. And we're like showing you how to put on your seatbelt. And then we just get on the floor and then just get like super sexy. And it's amazing. Our amazing choreographer, Cherry on Top, did that. Check her out. She's amazing on the gram. And it's just super fun. The second group performance I did was a very tropical theme. We did um, Selena Gomez's uh, Taki Taki. That was the song that we did. So it was super like crazy and wild. And there was a lot of like uh, Brazilian fusion, which I really enjoy doing because I'm actually half Brazilian. And um, I grew up like my mom trying to teach me like samba. So it was really cool to actually like do that in the piece as well. And I think there's more camaraderie when you're doing it in a group rather than solo. I did love doing my solo and you had to have that sense of independence and kind of say of what you want to do. But it, in the reality, I really enjoyed like getting to know a lot of my friends and uh, doing the costumes together, which we had to do. And yeah, I, I don't know. I think I like group numbers better, if I'm being honest. <laughs> more fun man i could just imagine you doing it and just having so much like, like body language and facial expression like how what do you do to like train your let's say your face to like just be like explosive in the, like the language you're doing with your face yeah it's you know what i i really had to get out of my comfort zone when i i should have maybe mentioned this earlier when i first decided to do burlesque i was going with a lot of like body confidence issues. And as a, a lot of women and people do, it's, and it was, I wanted something that I could go into and feel good about myself and feel good about my body and just be surrounded by people who also praise and like, we're just all good to each other in that sense, in a very body positive community. And 
when I started doing burlesque, this was before our first performance, it was really hard to actually kind of get into that persona and realize that like, in order to be good at this, in order to really be confident with yourself, you just have to let yourself go and let that tension of, oh, what will people think? What if people stare at me? And what if people don't like it? Or what if people don't like me? And just kind of take that all away. And the best realization is when we went out on stage, it's like for the first time I felt totally accepted for who I was and the body that I had. And I feel like it wasn't just me feeling that it was all of the women that were up on that stage as well. And it's just such an incredible realization, you know, like you can always do, you could do too many things to your body, but at the end of the day, you're, this is the person that you're going to be for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. You're going to be in this body. So why not just stick around and love it? You know, kind of the beautiful thing about this. I completely agree with you. And I have a weird, like mental, like thought that happens when it comes to like, oh, I'm nervous. Like, oh, what would other people think of me or think of this? Mm -hmm, this is a mm -hmm. really, really weird and probably really bad way of thinking. But I'm like, even the most beautiful and the richest people on earth take the ugliest shits. So I'm like, you know what? Like, when I <laughs> love that. Like, I need to put that on a pin. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're sitting on the toilet and like, I'm like, oh, you know what? I do that too. Okay, they're human. Yeah, that's the way I look it's at it. It's so true though. It's so true. And you know what? They fart too. Yes. People Who knew we talked about fart? farts on your podcast, but we did. <laughs> Everybody farts. Title of the book. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> now, talking about the actual training aspect, how often do you train for a new routine? Um, that's a good question. So when I was doing my trio, uh, when we were doing our like group number, uh, we would train once a week for about two to three hours. They're quite extensive and you would definitely break a sweat doing so. And, but like also off hours, I would be practicing my routine at home as well, because it's a lot to learn. And especially when you're doing a group number, you have to be in mind of like the people around you and certain musical cues. So there's a lot of training that goes into that. Now that my schedule is a little bit full, I'm doing more drop-in sessions of like burlesque practice. Um, I'm doing a floor class, which is kind of like a sexy dance that you're just like on the floor with heels and it's just super amazing. There's a, an amazing instructor, Portia DeFavro, that does that. She's also on Instagram. Give her love. She comes up with a choreo, um, choreography every week and then we we do it. Um, and that is also for, I think that's for an hour and a half. So in all in all, I do about three hours a week with the dance. Um, but some people do more. It depends on how involved you want to be in it. But that's the kind of beauty of it. You can kind of pick and choose around your schedule, which is really nice. And it's been helpful to me, too, because I have that outlet especially because life can be crazy, as you know. Yeah, well, yeah, just just a little bit crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I, just a little bit crazy. Yeah, I didn't lose my hair because it went crazy. It's just, you know, gravity <laughs> went down to my chin. Uh, <laughs> and uh, talking about uh, picking and choosing when you could do it, another thing that people might think of picking and choosing is an outfit. How much process yes. do you go into to create an outfit? Like, where do you get, not an office, oh I mean an gosh. outfit, like where do you go to pull the inspiration? Alex, we'll have to like... How, this po this podcast is now going to be three hours long. Let's do oh it. my goodness! Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So costuming is a lot of work. My best advice is for anybody who is interested in trying to do burlesque or even trying to like 
get, make your own costume for it is to make become friends with a seamstress. That is <laughs> <laughs> my number one advice or just become friends with who are who are knowledgeable on the subject. I have tried YouTube tutorial YouTube tutorial that's really <laughs> hard to say. YouTube tutorials. I have tried um, hot glue guns. They make your costumes look t- terrible. Don't try that. <laughs> uh, luckily, my mom is really good at sewing, and she has been an absolute angel during my performances and has done a lot of my costumes. But you know what? I My biggest recommendation is thrift store. If you go to a thrift store and even just go to the like the old tablecloth section, you can find amazing patterns and just buy them, use them, use around what you have around your house. My biggest recommendation is to not actually go out and buy something new. Try to look around at what you have already and see what you can make with it. There's also a bunch, if, if you're curious of how to make it look, um, I would definitely start following a lot of burlesque people in the community to see what their costumes look like and what you kind of want to achieve with it. Or be creative and try your own thing. Yeah. I love the aspect of like, you make it your own, like, even if like, you yeah. just pull inspiration your from your authentic everyone. piece. And it's kind of cool because you have the memory of making your outfit for the performance, but you also get it as like a keepsake for yourself. You know, yeah. I did this, I made this and you can even wear it to other things too. Like Halloween and burlesque, they go hand in hand. There are so many costumes that I've used for Halloween as like burlesque outfits. It's amazing. Nope. Halloween is my best friend. <laughs> Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but do you feel like you have more confidence when you wear something that you have made or your mom made? Oh, definitely. I actually, I get very sentimental with the costume that I made with the tacky tacky performance that we did um, last year. My mom completely helped me with that costume and being up there and like having her watch me and like in the costume that was like, we and it was like a Brazilian like style dance. It was just super it was super lovely to like have that. And it it it, it is super yeah, I it's super emotional. <laughs> Who knew costumes could be emotional, but they are. Well we have to give a shout out to your mom for being, you know, very supportive yes. and helping you out. And on that note, have you ever taught your mom burlesque or she's done it with you? Um actually I would say that she kind of taught me some cool moves. So Dope. yeah. Yes. So when like I, I grew up to like a lot of like Brazilian music and one of the best like styles of music, sorry, styles of dances that I know is samba. So I remember growing up and she would try to teach me. And a lot of what you need in burlesque is hip movement. And it's actually very challenging to kind of get the hang of it. You need to require like a lot of like fluidity in your moves. And it's kind of hard if you've never really used your hips before. So she kind of taught me to use my hips. <laughs> Shout out, mom. I love you. <laughs> we'll have to have her on this podcast for her hobby. <laughs> oh my God. She would be so excited. Um, Liz, come on. She'll tell she'll tell you about how much she loves Chicago Fire and Chicago MD. That's like her hobby. She just like watches <laughs> mom shows. The door in the mom shows. <laughs> it's so true though. Mom shows. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she's listening to this and she's like, I do not listen to mom shows. They're regular shows. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Allie? Yeah. You know nothing. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so it seems like your mom is a really big inspiration for you. Do you have any other big inspirations when it comes to burlesque? Ooh, that is a good question. I, I've always been inspired by vintage wear. 
I really like uh, Audrey Hepburn and, you know, Marilyn Monroe and the, the women of the time. I've always been inspired by that vintage and retro sense in just fashion and dance and music. So when it came, when I first started with burlesque, I, I definitely did go towards more of the retro side of things. And I would say that is probably a really big inspiration for me. I also love a lot of jazz music. And if you ever have a chance to see burlesquers like dance to jazz, it's, it's pretty, it's, it's something to see. <laughs> I honestly think like jazz is like one of those, it's like sporadic and dun, 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 yeah, you're like very lively. It's, it's super lively and you never really know what's going to happen next, which is perfect for that kind of dance. Speaking because jazz is very, so it's like some jazz is very improvised. Do you, let's say, do some improv, uh, improv on stage? Yes, 110%. If you are in the burlesque community, you know if something goes wrong, you can always just rely on improvisation and no one will know the difference, Jazz which hands. is the best part. <laughs> Jazz hands. Uh, when I first did my solo, they put out, there was this bench that I had to sit on and the curtains were closed and at, be right before that they, they opened, my skirt got stuck on the bench that I was supposed to stand up from and I started panicking. So the curtains went up and I was like trying to like get this skirt off of the, like underneath the bench. So I had to do this whole like side little dance routine <laughs> of me trying to get it off. But then I went up to my friends and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like half of that was improvised. And they're like, Oh, I couldn't even tell. That's so, so cool. As long as you look confident doing it, <laughs> no one will know. So <laughs> yeah, I do the same thing at work. I, I put on a confident face when I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. I think that's like every job. <laughs> that's amazing. And for you, what would you say is the best part about burlesque on a personal and an emotional level? Uh, I would say the community and honestly, just being able to accept yourself for who you are. That is the one of the main reasons. And I think when I talk to a lot of people that have joined this community, it's one of the main reasons that they got it too. And you know what? It's, it's a lonely world. And the fact that like people gather together because of the same issue it's there's something kind of beautiful in that. And when we're all able to be honest with ourselves and kind of, you know, put our insecurities and like the things that we, have, you know, feel like we've had to cover up for so long on stage and showcase that there's it's it's amazing. And you become so much more confident by just being like, you know what, this is who I am and just love yourself, which has been kind of the coolest thing about this hobby for me. Self-acceptance, I think, is the biggest thing. I'm giving you a virtual high five right now. Just for, oh, just yay, for being virtual awesome. Virtual high five. <laughs> yay. And, uh, Canadian high five. Canadian high five. It's just covered in maple syrup and snow. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> so for you, what was your biggest challenge when you first started your hobby? Definitely getting over the fear of trying to be sexy soberly. <laughs> if that makes sense. Typically when I when I dance, I went with my friends, like, it's always like, oh, you know, we're going to go out for drinks, we're going to go dancing. So you kind of can like loosen up in that spec. But when you are on stage or practicing dance without any dance background, it is very nerve wracking, because all of a sudden, everybody is watching you, everyone is seeing how you move and how your body moves. And it can be really intimidating. So that part for me was really challenging. But also the kind of the, the saving grace in that was with burlesque, you get to choose your own personality. You get to choose your your character. That's kind of the appeal in 
the whole dancing, you know, with pasties on and everything. You get to be this person that you're not normally. And when I was kind of developing my character, I felt more confident because it wasn't Allie that was dancing. It was my character that was dancing. So there's a disassociation with that, which made it a lot easier. And yeah, it's kind of cool building your character. <laughs> no, this is a really odd question, but what do you do? Like say when you're nervous on stage to get you in that mindset of like, okay, go out, do it. It's like, you know how some people say, oh, we'll just picture everybody in their underwear. Do you do kind of something like that? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost the opposite. Of yeah. um, um, I, we have a really solid community of women. Um, if I'm dancing solo, there are other performances before or after me. So I have like been able to like, just really, we jazz each other up. You know, we take pictures, we, we just sing songs in the dressing room. Like we're watching each other's performance. We're just like amping each other up. It's just a really good energy for, I think anybody who does dance can relate to this. You're just, you're with your crew and it's just, you're amping. It's just good, good energy all around. You're supporting each other and it's feeling good. You know where I see that a lot? In gymnastics. Whenever you look in the background. Totally. Like the other gymnasts. 100%. Like they're just doing the same moves and like hyping each other up. and like, oh, damn. Okay. Like they've all seen it's this. A big, <laughs> it's a big hype show. You're right. It's, it's, it's fantastic. And I, it's, it's kind of like a team sport. You know, I was never super into team sports, but uh, I could say burlesque would be one. <laughs> well, why not? It's, it's no one's going to say yeah. otherwise. Yeah. Why not? Let's, you know what? Officially right now, it's a team sport. Ali and I declared Finally. it. Finally. <laughs> Fantastic. Can't wait to tell the rest of the girls. <laughs> and uh, what has burlesque, sorry, not what has, but what is your current biggest challenge? My current biggest challenge, honestly, it's trying to find time to do it with my busy life. I think a lot of people struggle with this as well. When you're working towards, say, your educational degree or when you're we're trying to you're trying to do your job or you know you're you want to start a new venture like start a podcast, it's really hard to kind of lose that fun spark in yourself, the thing, your hobby. Like it's hard to try to balance your hobby with your life. And what this has created for me is feeling more confident and more reassured about like, you know what, this is part of my life and this feels amazing. But the struggle with that also is trying to find time with it. I think a lot of us have felt that, you know, growing up and how we've grown out of like our old like hobbies that we used to do in high school. Like, you know how our parents would put us in soccer or baseball and, you know, with time we had to drop out because, you know, commitments and everything else that happens in life. But that's, I think the biggest struggle. And I think a lot of people can relate to that as well. Can you? Yeah. Yeah. So would you say that uh, you would have to Make time for your hobby. <laughs> ah, I love oh, that. Oh, bad I cheesy puns. I had to do it because. Oh, <laughs> that's so perfect. You need to put a little jingle in there too, like your intro. <laughs> time for hobby? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I this, that. I know you've answered this kind of like when like something bad happened on stage, but you improvise out of it. But has burlesquing ever stressed you out? That is a good question. Um, in terms of knowing your routine, that has been stressful. I think the difficult part of it is I don't really have a dancing background. And when you go in, you're learning certain moves that actually require you to be slightly flexible. What I like about the community is I can't even touch my toes. And this community has somehow embraced me for it. Um, <laughs> but what's challenging is just practicing and getting flexible and putting in the effort to make your routine looking really good I, as you know, as much as any other hobby or job that you want to do well is you just got to put the effort into it and, 
that can sometimes put a little pressure on things and put pressure on yourself, but it's like a good pressure. It's a good anxiety. <laughs> and let's say, let's say you, let's say have a lot of stress or like you can't achieve a certain move. What do you do to, let's say, relax and de-stress? Are you the type that like, you know, what, I'm just going to keep working on it until I get it. Or you're like, okay, I'm going to back off, go for a walk. Yeah, I don't know, relax, watch a show, sleep, eat or do something else and then come back to it. I think it's a combination of the both uh, of both. I remember I was trying to do this thing called a uh, backwards shoulder roll. And for people who aren't familiar with that, it's essentially like a somersault that you're doing backwards, but your legs are, it's very complicated. Look it up <laughs> online. It's, it's stressful. And I was adamant to have this in my routine because I, I had seen other people do it and I'm like, this looks cool. And I wanted the challenge. So I had pushed all of my furniture like to the <laughs> side of my house and just practiced this like routinely like crazy and I would just kept I kept on playing my music in the background it was that Billie Eilish song and I was just like recording myself to see what it looked like and then going back and just be like shit damn it do it again and like, <laughs> but I eventually got it and now I'm just trying to practice the I got the backwards one I'm trying to practice like doing it forwards now which is actually as hard so Wish me luck. I'm team. wishing you all the luck. And I have to say, <laughs> thank you. my dumbass, when you said, oh, backwards shoulder roll, I'm like, okay, I'm just rotating my shoulder backwards. All right. <laughs> I'm like, and I'm like, Alex, you're an idiot. It's not as simple as it sounds. <laughs> like a cartwheel is not a cart with wheels. It's something different. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's so crazy because I get somersault mixed up with cartwheel all the time. Cartwheel is the one that you kind of look, you're look at like an X. And then you, you like toss yourself in the air. Oh my God, I'm explaining this so bad. Can you tell that I was never in gymnastics and I'm just like learning this on the fly? I thought it was the same too. <laughs> yeah? Uh, okay, okay. Okay, wait, what is a somersault then? I think a somersault is when you're in a ball and you roll yourself forward. They oh. used to make you do it in like gym class in elementary school. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just called it like ball roller or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that works too. Ball roller. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fetal Wrecking ball. Feeding fetal position <laughs> roller. Turnover. <laughs> Turnover. Uh, so, yes, uh, what has burlesque taught you in life? It's a pretty tough question, but yeah, what has it taught you in life? That is a good question. To be patient, I think, especially when you go in and some people are at different levels, they're at different stages. So some are super like flexible. They've done it for years or had a dance background. So just be patient and know what your strengths are and use your strengths for your performance. And it has taught me a lot about self-acceptance for sure. When I first went in, I... I didn't really have a lot of friends like go like in the city and I was trying to find a way to like engage in the community but also try to be more confident myself and it has really helped me since then and like I said you join and stick to things because of the people in it and that's what burlesque has done for me. That's cool. I love the the passion you have for it. Yeah, it's 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 a great group of people, definitely. And yeah, a good good company always makes it more enjoyable. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, totally. Now, this next question is probably not, I would say, well, maybe one of the most important questions I ask on every single episode, because it brings everything together and just, just brings out the reality of it. But yeah, I'm going to ask it. What are some misconceptions about people who do burlesque? That is a good question. So there are several misconceptions about it. So um, when I first got involved with it, a lot of people assumed that, oh, you're just like stripping then. It's like, it's a very, uh, they, it, they would almost come up to it as a very, like a, an aggressive sort of 
I don't know, they would just kind of frown upon it. And I think the biggest misconception with that is it's actually if you have you if you've ever gone to a burlesque show, it is just a fun way to be confident with your body and showcase that. And it's nothing that I could ever imagined. And there's a lot of taboo around it, which is it's I mean, it's sad because it's really just a fun form of dance, just like any other dance. And it's a lot of people think that you are stripping down to your core, which you're not. There are many forms of burlesque. There's what is it called? Luminous dance, which you're not stripping at all. You're just seductively dancing, which is great, too. But it's 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 a very powerful femme and also supports LGBTQ plus community as well. And it's just a wonderful, inclusive space. And it makes me sad that there's a lot of people out there that think burlesque, you're just stripping, which you're not. And to the stripping community as well, like it is also a job and sex work is work. So just thought I'd say that. But yeah, that is a really tough question because it's it's all about people's perceptions on things, you know? And I do believe like thanks to the internet, the internet can be a beautiful place, but a dark place at the same time. But thanks to it, that more information is out so people can learn more about it. And I have a friend who does pole dancing and I would imagine it it kind of has very similar, let's say, I wouldn't say all the same misconceptions, but there's certain certain misconceptions like, oh, it's all only strippers who do it. I had somebody who said, oh, I didn't listen to that episode because I thought it was about strippers. I'm like, no, no, no. This is my friend. She's actually a doctor and she does pole dancing as an exercise. It has nothing to do with stripping. On top of that, I actually know several people who are working on their master's degrees Mm -hmm. who are one, either strippers or who pole dance. There you go. Yeah. Boom. Your yeah. hobby does not there define you, you as in what you do as your career or it's just your pastime. You do it for yourself. All right. Don't it's you... for yourself. Exactly. And you know what? Whatever makes you happy, all the power to you. Right. We should be showcasing that. Well, that's exactly what I'm doing right here. I'm showcasing what makes me happy oh. is other people's <laughs> happiness. That's weird. But you being happy Alex, makes me happy. Oh, <laughs> thank you. This is such a great concept for a podcast. I love this. This is so cool. Well, you know, it's thanks to people like you that just want to keep coming on and just sharing with the world that makes it grow. And I want to connect people together and just make it more of a community. But this is oh, this just me being cheesy and stuff like that. Come on. we got. No, I love that. <laughs> I love it. It's actually so interesting because I... I'm so used to interviewing people on my like Tori and I's <laughs> podcast that I, I found this very difficult. <laughs> I've never answered things about like myself. I feel like I should have like maybe, oh my gosh, I should have written down what I was going to say. Ah. In the middle of it, you're like, who am I? Who is this person? I, I know. <laughs> I know. When you first asked me like, who am I? I'm like, oh God, who am I? Look in the mirror. Okay, I'll, who stressful. are you? Who are you? Okay, that's who you. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> it's very anxiety inducing, but at the same time, I, I feel like I learned a lot about myself today. <laughs> and so did I. I learned not about myself. Uh, I mean, I learned a lot about you, which is fantastic. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> there, like I have very, like there's not much to learn about me. Yeah. I've already known. Oh, there's, I bet there's tons. <laughs> Come on my show. We'll learn about you. Ooh, we'll do okay, the reversal. Yeah, yeah. I love it. That. And uh, <laughs> do you want to present this hobby to the world or use it more as an escape from reality? An escape from reality, but also present it to the world. <laughs> a little bit of both. <laughs> but a little bit of both. I think when I first joined it was because of that escape from reality a little. I have a very professional job and I know several people who are in the burlesque community have very professional jobs and being able to kind of escape from the stress and pressure of, you know, what's going on in your life and just be involved in this thing that's just for you is so liberating. And I feel like everybody needs to find that thing in their life. 
Man, another virtual high five. Like by the end of this, our hands are going to be super red and just like blistering. Virtual <laughs> high five. Just smacking the screen. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Good thing I have two screens. So at least if one breaks, I have the other one. Uh, but oh, yes. You're so lucky. <laughs> Do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in this hobby? Yes, I would definitely just look around your area and see if there's any kind of dance classes or even if there's any pole dancing, getting yourself into that. If you're looking for a way to dance or use some kind of self-expression to get yourself more confident with your body and you're kind of curious about it, I would definitely see what your your city has to offer and don't be intimidated and for every like for every person I've talked to out of town, the community of this hobby is fantastic anywhere you go. So don't be afraid to put yourself out there and meet new friends and just dance your ass off. <laughs> I tried pole dancing once. It did not work out <gasps> for me for the simple reason. How that was it? Oh. It was painful because I have hairy legs. It's and when very you go, difficult. Oh, because when you go down the pole, the hair on the legs were pulling. and it's yep. just <laughs> Alex, I have hairy legs too. And it's very <laughs> difficult. You actually require a lot of upper body strength. It's very challenging. I'm all lanky. It's, that it's I got very, no upper body yeah, strength. Yeah, me too. Me too. I, um, I'm a... I'm a I'm a body of noodles. <laughs> I'm a body of terrible. noodles, but I'm not good for anybody. That's that's the thing. <laughs> uh, so we talked about this at the beginning of the episode, and but I'll ask it again because I'm sure people would love to learn more. Do you have any social media links or websites that you can share so people can come find you? Absolutely. Um, I have to give a shout out. So if you're curious about um, if you're in Vancouver and you would like to try burlesque, there is Vancouver Burlesque Co. They just opened a new studio. So if you're curious about trying it, definitely check out their social media. Check out online. Portia DeFavro is an amazing instructor. She does drop-in lessons and also does group numbers with Vancouver Burlesque Co. There's Screaming Chickens Theatrical Society, which also has... I IG, all of these um, names, their IG is exactly the same. So you can go follow them. There is I Like Your Dress has just done a podcast, uh, an episode on burlesque. So you can check that out at I Like Your Dress podcast. I have social media at Allie2Ls.ish. That's all I, I think I have at the top of my head. <laughs> well, that's perfect. I'll put that in the description below so people can go check it out. And I have to ask for your episode that you were doing about burlesque. Were you interviewed by your by Tori? <laughs> I was I was not interviewed. I, I this is actually the first interview really that I've had like about myself, which is it's so scary. <laughs> but it's a conversation. Um, it is. It's very it, this was very easy. Thank you so much for being such an amazing host. It, we actually got to interview. We had the amazing um, uh, pleasure of interviewing Portia DeFavro um, for our podcast. So if you're curious about um, her take on burlesque. She's an amazing performer. Uh, check that out. She's wonderful. Perfect. After this episode, I'm going to ask for all the links from Ali. So I'll put that in the description so people can go check it out and support and show some love. Amazing. Now for the last question, I always ask this question at the end of every episode. Do you have any questions for me about burlesque? Now I don't ask about burlesque every episode. I mean about the specific hobby, but for this hobby about burlesque. <laughs> Do I have any questions to you? Anything at all. Hmm, this is a good question. <laughs> Will you ever try burlesque? You know what? <laughs> Why not? I, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, because I feel like it's a lot of like body expression. And I, I like it to is. talk with my body. I use my hands a lot. I use my facial expression. I'm bald. So Do all it. you see is like my forehead abs. I call it forehead abs. Boylesque <laughs> is a thing, Alex. Boylesque is a thing. And you should definitely try it. <laughs> 
Man, I could feel like my costume is just going to be ridiculous just based off of my personality. A, a lot of them are, and they're amazing. Go for it. I, I could picture fringe, uh, <laughs> gems, glitter. Oh, yeah. I, I love it. <laughs> glitter, I'm just going to... Sp- my whole entire head will be glitter. My bald head will just be... <gasps> <laughs> I'll be like a giant disco ball. That's the theme. I'm I 70s, love it. 70s disco ball. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait to see it live. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah there you have it another body with a hobby thank you so much ali for just sharing your passion with me you're such a down-to-earth person and <clears throat> of course uh this is a great conversation start off like a interview and just rolled into a conversation as every interview does oh my goodness alex thank you so much for having me you're an incredible host and please come on anytime you're so lovely <laughs> um, i'm not an incredible host i'm just a very curious person i have a lot of questions that's what just <laughs> i'm just super curious that's it <laughs> But oh, yes, I love that though. I would be more than happy to be a guest on your show. And uh, if you guys want to learn more about Ali, go check her out. She has her podcast. The other links below her. She has a very great podcast called I Like Your Dress with Tori. And it's just going to be in the description. It's very similar to my premise where they try out new things. They talk about things and they have a dynamic like they've worked together for a while. So the, the connection is there. The energy is there. So you definitely got to go check that out. And if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you could send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you like this podcast and want to show some support, you know, you can leave a review. I won't say no. Just saying. And uh, also, I'm selling merchandise on Redbubble with Time For Your Hobby logo. And you can have it on like a t-shirt. You can have it on a pillow. You can have it on a a clock, which is probably the most appropriate thing. Coffee mug, shower curtain, socks, uh, other random stuff. So yeah, that will be in the link also below. So just click that, check it out. And so yeah, thank you so much, Ali, for coming on. Thank you for having me, Alex. This has been so much fun. I had such a great time too. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Take care.